Okay, good morning. It's good to be here. Open your Bibles with me to Daniel uh, chapter 12. Uh, like Andrew, I am also um, sad. This is uh, the end of this series. This has been significant for me. Uh, the journey through Daniel um, has awakened has awakened some things in my own heart, my own uh, soul. And uh, I have heard from a number of people in our church that are saying uh, the same thing. And so um, I hope that today will continue to be a source of encouragement and strength to you and an awakening to you as we uh, read the last chapter of Daniel, the series. Uh, Daniel, um, just this humble, courageous um, willingness to stand up and stand out in a culture, in a, uh, in a country, uh, in exile, enslaved as teens, uh, standing up and standing out. This is a, it's important stuff today. What we're going to engage on is really uh, kind of center and really, really important things for us to dialogue about. Um, a couple of verses to consider even before you get to Daniel 12, James chapter 4. Uh, the half-brother of Jesus says, what, what is tomorrow? What is tomorrow? What is, what is our life? It is like a mist that is here today and gone tomorrow. Um, David prayed in Psalm 90, uh, teach us, Lord, to number our days. And when we learn to walk in the wisdom of numbering our days, we grow in a heart of wisdom. Um, so I pray that that would be uh, the case for us uh, today as we engage in Daniel chapter 12. I, I hope you've been encouraged um, strengthened by the truths that we have learned uh, throughout uh, the book of Daniel. Um, also, I hope that you have been inspired uh, by the examples that Daniel and his three friends have set for us, like true example of what it looks like to uh, be faithful to God in a culture, um, in a society that is moving directly against the way of God. What does it look like for God's people to exhibit faithful living in exile? Uh, his three friends, Daniel and his three friends, um, we kind of know them. Remember, I'll, I'll say this one last time, um, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, right? But we're reclaiming the Hebrew names. Uh, Daniel is Belteshazzar. That was his Babylonian name. Uh, Meshach, his Hebrew name is Mishael. Um, Shadrach, uh, is Hananiah, Abednego, Azariah, uh, reclaiming those three young teen, teen young men, their faithfulness to God in exile. Extraordinary, extraordinary, inspiring. A um, couple of things that I said in the first uh, Sunday in Daniel 1 and 2, a true hope. We see this in Daniel and his three friends. True hope motivates faithful living in exile. And faithful living in exile should not be foreign to how you and I are to think about our lives even uh, today. Um, and so as we get into Daniel 12, uh, let us continue to lean in and receive the truth and the inspiration that these uh, passages uh, give us. Let me remind you of where we ended in terms of the timeline of end time prophecy uh, where we ended in Daniel chapter uh, 11, because that'll be important for you to know as we get into chapter 12. Here's the last verse 
of the last sentence of, of Daniel chapter 11. It says, yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. He is the Antichrist, the world dictator, the global ruler that will be ruling on the earth in the future seven year tribulation period. So where we are as we come to the end of Daniel 11 and the beginning of chapter 12 is the end of the seven year tribulation, which is the beginning of Jesus's second advent or Jesus's second coming. So that is where we are in the timeline of the prophecy. Um, as we get into chapter 12. What I'm going to do is read the first four verses of chapter 12. I'll make four comments, or uh, I have four points about the first four verses, and then we'll read verses 5 to 13, and I'll make a couple of comments about that uh, at the end. So at that time, at what time? At the time when the Antichrist's rule comes to an end, when no one is helping him, at the end of the seven-year tribulation period, at that time, Michael, who is the archangel, the great prince who protects your people, Michael, the archangel, the protector of Israel, the protector of God's people, will arise. And there will be a time of distress This is speaking of the seven year tribulation. There will be a time of distress such as not has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, at the end of that time, at the end of that time of distress, at the end of that seven year tribulation period, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Verse two, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Let me make four points about four um, phrases in those four verses. So let's talk about the time of distress for just a moment. Um, This could also be translated a time of anguish um, or a time of trouble or a time of tribulation. Uh, Specific in verse one, this is the seven year tribulation period. Uh, the word tribulation or the, 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 the words that's translated distress, anguish, tribulation literally means to press down um, or to be under o- oppression. Uh, it will be a, a seven years of oppression of being pressed uh, down. And we've talked about this before, but I wanted to mention it again as we wrap our series today. It's critical for us uh, to distinguish uh, general trouble a general tribulation that God's people will go through in our lives, hardships that we all will go through in our lives to distinguish general tribulation from the future seven-year tribulation period. Uh, remind you, we, we've talked about this a couple of times in the series, Jesus speaking to the 12 disciples at the Last Supper in John 16, and he tells them, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. There will be 
anguish, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Speaking to the disciples about the reality of trouble, tribulation in our lives, in the lives, in the time that God gives us uh, on this earth, there will be trouble, tribulation. Um, Remind you of Paul Barnabas, and they were on missionary journey together. This is in Acts um, chapter 16. And it says this in Acts 16, that Paul and Barnabas warned that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. But scripture is also clear that general tribulation is to be distinguished from this future seven-year tribulation period. Certainly, we've been talking a lot about this seven-year tribulation period in Daniel chapter 7 through 12, the second half of the book of Daniel. This conversation comes up again and again and again. A couple of other chapter references to write down and, and read later, Matthew chapter 24. Jesus speaks at length about the great tribulation. Um, Revelation chapter six as well, specific to the tribulation. So this time of distress in Daniel chapter 12 is speaking about the future seven year tribulation, but we would be wise also to understand that there is trouble uh, for us as well. And we have the promise to take heart in Jesus. He has overcome the world. Uh, Second point, uh, it references the book. Uh, the book, uh, the, the, the book is the book of God. It's uh, the book of people's names that are written in God's book. It's people who are saved from sin, from death to be saved because of Jesus, his work on the cross, his coming to our rescue and our redemption. Revelation mentions the book multiple times. Uh, Paul mentions uh, the book of life in chapter four in his book to the church in Philippi. Uh, Chapter four, verse three, read this with you. He says, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life. That is what uh, Daniel is referencing here. So when we see book, that's what the reference is toward. Third point, it talks about those who are asleep or those who sleep in the dust of the earth. Um, here referencing a people who, whose physical life on earth has passed away before the second coming of Jesus. Again, Lord, teach us to number our days so that we may live with the heart of wisdom, right? Like teach us to have the wisdom about just this, the, the mortality of our lives is, is something not to run away from, but something to think about and ponder and think about and find hope in what we're looking at today. But sleep here related to the second coming of Jesus is referencing every person who has passed, physically passed away from this life on earth before Jesus's second coming. Now, here's the point I wanna make about this. This does not mean that uh, body and soul sleep in some sort of unconscious state before the second coming of Jesus. We, We know and understand from Scripture that a believer's soul is fully awake and conscious in the very present presence of God the moment that person passes away from this life on earth. Amen. 
Here's, here's why we believe that. Here's why we know that Jesus on the thief on the cross, he, the, thief, the thief on the cross repents. He comes to faith in Christ as the Messiah. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. Another reference just around uh, our souls being fully awake and in the presence of God. The moment a believer in Christ passes away is this. Paul in Philippians chapter one, Paul says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He says, if I am to live in the flesh or to be physically alive on the earth, if I am to be to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. That means that I get to spend my days advancing the cause of the gospel of Jesus. I get to be about the work of the kingdom. Yet which shall I choose? I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is better. And so there is a reality of our souls being in the presence of God the moment a believer dies before the second coming of Jesus. What what Daniel is, the revelation to Daniel in chapter 12 is the resurrection of our physical bodies that will come awake at the second coming of Jesus. The NLT translate that word, they come away to rise up. They will rise up. At the end, at the end of the seven year tribulation, at the second coming of Jesus, Michael the archangel, the guardian of God's people, arises with authority. And those who are asleep, those whose physical bodies are asleep in the dust of the earth, will also awake. And verse two is very clear to us that these are both people who are in Christ, the people who believe and follow Christ and those who have rejected following and believing in Christ. The word everlasting, we see that twice in verse two. It can be translated eternity or forever and always. And what we see in verse two, the resurrection of non-believers to everlasting contempt and the resurrection of believers to everlasting life. God's people will be delivered. That's the promise that we see in this passage. They will be delivered, fully delivered, completely delivered, glorious delivered. But here's the reality. This is a serious, this is a serious verse about two, two resurrections at the second coming of Jesus. And what I want us to hold on to Theologically, here is this. At the second coming of Jesus, those who are asleep, those who physically die before the second coming of Jesus, their resurrected bodies will be joined with their already resurrected souls. Amen and hallelujah. Amen and hallelujah. What is the basis of this? What's the basis of our resurrected bodies joining with our already resurrected souls into everlasting life? It is the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. That that truth, that reality is the basis for our resurrection. He is alive and we will also be alive. He defeated death and we also will defeat death. 
Okay, I thought I might get one or two responses uh, to that, right? He defeated death, and in Christ, you will also defeat death. Glory, church, glory and hallelujah. This is the promise of our hope. This is it, guys. This is the message. This, This is center. This is why we do this every Sunday. This is why we receive Uh, the anointing of being ministers of a new covenant to proclaim this message in the time that God gives us to live on this earth. This is everything. Are you with me right now? This is it. This is the promise of our hope. This is the peace that passes understanding. This is the anchor for our soul. This is the empowerment for our perseverance. Jesus rose from the grave and his spirit lives in his sons and daughters. And so the spirit that rose Jesus from the grave, Romans chapter two, lives in you. Your soul will be fully alive and your body will resurrect at the second coming of Jesus into eternal life. This is the word picture. Here's the word picture that the prophecy gives us. Those believing and following Jesus will shine like stars. They will light up. We will light up the heavens forever and ever. And then Daniel was told that the prophecy was to be sealed and kept for all future generations. This generation. The instruction to Daniel had you in mind and me in mind. I want, to, I want you to put yourself in the story. Put yourself, your life in the prophecy. This was to be secured and kept for all future generations, our generation today included. Uh, Daniel's preserved revelation from God kept and secured for hope's sake for you to have hope today and always. Hope in the coming glory of Jesus, hope in the truth of the cross and the resurrection, hope in our future resurrection and eternal life because of Jesus. And the book closes this way. Remember, at the beginning of chapter 11, Daniel is receiving this revelation, modern day Iraq on the Tigris River. And so the scene takes us back to where he was standing when he received all of this revelation from God, standing at the Tigris River, this supernatural revelation from God's angels. Verse five, then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, how long? Will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river lifted his right hand and his left hand toward heaven. And I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying it will be for a time, times and half a time. Uh, We talked about this uh, earlier in our series, a time, one year, times, two years, half a time, half a year. 
It will occur at the end of the great tribulation. This is three and a half years. The seven year tribulation is sometimes known as the second half of that is known as the great tribulation. The last three and a half years. It will come after those three and a half years at the end of the seven years. When the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. I heard, but I did not understand. And so I asked my Lord, what will the outcome of all of this be? He replied, go your way. He replied, go your way, Daniel. He didn't give him an answer. We don't get all of the answers. Deuteronomy 29, 29 is a verse that I land on when I'm struggling with questions and I don't always get the answers that I'm looking for, especially the answers in tragedy and lament. That the secret things belong to the Lord, but that those things that have been revealed to us belong to us and our children forever and ever. Daniel asked this question, my Lord, what will the outcome of all this be? And here was the reply, go your way, Daniel because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From that time, the daily sacrificed is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up. There will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. What is going on here? As for you, Daniel, go your way till the end. Go your way until your time on this earth is completed. You will rest. Your soul will rest in the very presence of God and your body will rest in the dust of the earth. And then at the end, when Jesus returns at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance, your eternal life. Daniel still had questions, you guys, at the end of this. And he didn't get all of his question answered. I got some questions. I got some questions. You probably have some questions. But God has revealed enough revelation to us, to us for our children that we can hold lament and hope together and an anchor for the soul no matter what may come our way. A couple of points. Um, We've talked about this abomination that makes desolate um, a few times in the series. This occurs at the midway point of the seven-year tribulation. The Antichrist will set himself up as deity in Jerusalem. That's the abomination that causes desolation. Uh, three and a half years after that is the end of the seven-year tribulation and the, the second coming of Jesus. So that's what that's talking about. And then we have these numbers. We have two numbers in Daniel, 1,290 days, 1,335 days. We compare these two numbers with Revelation chapter 11, and the number in Revelation is 1,260 days, right? I got questions about this, and I'll I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of answers for you today on this, you guys. Um, And I, I find some hope and strength in the fact that Daniel didn't get 
uh, all of the answers to his questions either. There's, there's, if you Google Daniel 12 and Revelation 11 and you put these numbers in a Google search or whatever your platform is, you, you guys, there, there is so much written on this. And let me just say, be careful what you read out there. Be careful what you read out there about these numbers, Daniel 12, Daniel 11. Basically, if, if for simplicity's sake, let me unpack it this way for you. There are basically 75 extra days uh, that we don't really know uh, what those days are for. I don't know what they're for um, when we put Daniel 12 and Revelation together. A lot of the commentary that I read on this week uh, puts the first 30 days together of the 75 days and the last 45 days. Where do, where, where do we get 75 days from? 1335 in Daniel 12 minus 1260 in Revelation 11 gives us 75 extra days. Most commentators put 30 days on the front end, 75. Uh, depends on where your end times theology lands on this, honestly. And we, we are not a church leadership that um, is going to communicate to you. This is where we land on all of these things about end times theology, eschatology. Uh, I've, I told you a few weeks ago, like, uh, I think that there's enough scripture that lends itself toward this idea of a pre-tribulation rapture of the church, right? You remember us talking about that? But uh, other scholars believe and man, they love Jesus. They follow Jesus. They come under the authority of the word. They think it's mid. Some some people don't think that the Christians will be raptured at all, that it's all going to happen at the end. Uh, I, I, I lend toward a pre-trib rapture, but I, I don't I don't know. And so I want to be prepared to go through it in my lifetime and to prepare you to go through the tribulation in your lifetime is if that is God's purpose and plan for us. But what do we do with the 75 days? Here's what we know. We know from Matthew 24 that Christ will come at the end and he will judge the Gentile nations uh, for their treatment of Israel. We know that from Matthew 24. That's going to be a part of those 75 days. Will that be the entire 75 days? We don't know. If you believe that there's going to be a literal 1,000 year reign on the earth before the new heaven and the new earth, uh, the prophecy of that is Revelation chapter 21, that right now the, the heaven now and earth now is temporary. Um, in Revelation 21, the prophecy after the second coming of Jesus, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, but if you believe that that thousand year reign is a literal translation in Revelation, then that will take time for the restoration of, of Israel and the rebuilding of, of Israel and those kinds of things. Um, we don't really know. And again, be careful what you read uh, out there. I'm not going to allow it get me all out of whack, to be honest with you guys. Like it doesn't, it's like, okay, I, I, I don't know. But I know what I know. And I know enough I know enough to proclaim this to you. Here's where we can stay centered. Even though we don't really know about the 75 days, here's what we do know. A couple of verses from Matthew 24, Jesus, his words. Temporary, this temporary heaven, this temporary earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day and that hour, that second coming of Jesus, no one knows, no 
No one knows, you guys. So be careful what you read out there with all the numbers and the predictions, right? Be careful. No one knows. Kirk Cameron doesn't even know. God, not even a courtesy laugh on that. Gosh, come on. Jeremy? Uh, What's the series called? Some of you guys have read the series. What's it called, Jason? Yeah, Left Behind series. Come on, Kirk Cameron. Man, you guys are a tough crowd. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place it anyway. Anyway, um, my words will not pass away. No one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son. Jesus doesn't know. Only the father. Only the father. But here's what Jesus says to us. A few verses down, verse 44. Therefore, you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So let us be ready. Here's a final message to Daniel. He didn't get his question. He didn't get his final question answered. The angel said, go your way. Go your way, Daniel. Go your way in faith. Go your way in faithful living in exile for the rest of your earthly life. And following your earthly life, your soul will enter rest in the presence of God. And then when the trumpet sounds, Daniel, your resurrected body will rise and join with your already resurrected soul. You will rise, Daniel, and you will receive your inheritance. And so will all of those who trust, believe, and follow Jesus. They will rise too. What Daniel, the book of Daniel, these 12 chapters, what Daniel ultimately gets us to is God's sovereignty over this world. Sovereignty is theology that comforts our souls and brings us to a place of rest and peace that passes understanding. Daniel is a promise of hope for all future generations, this generation today. And we need this reassurance and this hope so that we can continue to hold the lament of our lives and the hope of our lives together. Verse four again, it says, many will go, many will go here and there to increase knowledge, to try to figure it out When tribulation comes, whether it's general tribulation or the great tribulation, the seven years, when tribulation comes on our lives, many will go here and there to increase knowledge. In other translations, many will go to and fro during tribulation, people trying to understand, trying to come to grips what has come upon the world, what has come upon their lives. And Daniel's preserved revelation from God provides wisdom and hope as people are seeking wisdom and understanding. And here's what I want to say to you as we close this series. Let us not go here and there to rivers. Let us not go to and fro. Let us only go to Jesus and the authority of his word. Amen. Let us only go to Jesus and the authority of his word. We know where to go. We know where the rest is. We know where the peace is. We know where the hope is. 
We don't have to go to and fro. Trust in Jesus, trust in his words that will never pass away. Living and active word authority for our life and our faith. This is only where true wisdom is, only Jesus. There is no other name but the name that is Jesus who said these words in John chapter 10. I came, I came that they may have life. I came that they may have life and have it to the full. And he said these words, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. And everyone who comes to me, I will never, I will never let anything snatch you out of my hand. Hope secured in everlasting life. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this message of hope for this generation from Daniel, from you, Lord, to us. I pray for an inspired living hope in our lives as we go through our own tribulations and the possibility that we might even go through the great seven-year tribulation. Give us the humble, courageous faith of Daniel and Mishael, Hananiah and Azariah. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.